Hello, Screamer, and welcome to Scream Stream, your spoolie free guide to streaming horror entertainment. I'm your host, James Guess. If you're new to the show, what I do is pick a horror movie from one of the various streaming services and give it a spoiler free review. Uh, this week, I'm going to be reviewing Rawhead Rex, and I have literally tried to record this episode like four times. And every time I start getting into the review, I'm just like, this sounds terrible. <laughs> so that's why I'm late getting this episode out. But in the, in the time, or the time between last episode and, and now, I have watched quite a few things. Actually, a lot of a lot of horror films. Uh, watched some found footage stuff. I've rewatched the. I don't know if I did this. I might have done this before the last episode. But anyway, I rewatched the entire uh, October. No, Hell House. I was about to say uh, the house. The house is October built. No, Hell House LLC. I rewatched all all three of those films, and you know. I thought I did a review of those or at least one of them. And I guess I didn't because I don't see it. I don't see it in the episode list. I don't see it in the originals, the original um, season. So I think I'm going to do a review of those as well. Speaking of the original season, I am all the way up to episode 20. I've got that released. It's in, it's in the feed. Uh, So if you want to go back and listen to those old episodes, they are there now. Uh, I'll start uploading 21 and, I don't know, probably 21 through 40 here soon. Uh, But I did get all the way up to uh, my controversial review of Martyrs. Uh, So if you want to go check that out, I believe that's episode 19. It's either 19 or 20. Uh, But it's there if you want to go and check that out. Martyrs is a a French, I guess, torture porn film. I'll have to watch it again, probably. But that's now up there on the feed. Um, What else? I started watching Grave Encounters today. I didn't get to finish it. Start watching that today. I did watch this show on Shudder. It's uh, it was thir- like each episode is like 13 minutes long. I forgot what it was called. Oh, Dead House Dark. There's just, there's only like a few, a handful of episodes. That was actually a really good show. I, I did enjoy it. Each episode is only about 13 minutes long. I uh, also watched a film called The Windmill, which I also thought I reviewed, but I didn't. So I'll be reviewing that as well. Uh, and then I don't know, we watched a few other things tonight. We, we watched a, f- a film called um, the woman in the window, which is based off a book. My wife recommended it to me. It's on Netflix. Can recommend. It was pretty good. Um, also on my list. This is actually, I don't know. This is new to shutter. I don't remember seeing it coming to shutter, but it's called the beach house. Uh, and I just happened to see it on uh, when you open the shutter app on like uh, Roku or whatever. It shows you like a um, live, Shutter Live TV, I guess. It called uh, it came from Shutter. Then they have like Slashix and then uh, Psychological Horror. But there's there's sort of their quote unquote live channels on Shutter. Uh, but I caught like the very last credit scene. I was like, I've never heard of this movie, so I went and added it. Watched the trailer. It looks really good. I'm going to review that as well. Um. So yeah, I've been watching a few things between the last episode and this episode, uh, but this week I'm reviewing uh, Rawhead Rex. This is a classic film from 1986, I believe, and it was directed by George Pavlow. It was written by Clive Barker. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for this as well as the short story, which is featured in the Books of Blood. I believe it's volume three, but they they sell two books. There's there's the first book which contains volumes one through three. The second book, which contains volumes four through six. 
in the second book, you can also read The Forbidden, which is uh, the short story that Candy Man was based off of. So I do recommend that you go and read the short story. It is pretty good. Uh, the film stars David Dukes, Kelly Piper, and Hugh O'Connor as uh, Howard Hollenbeck's son. And for a brief plot synopsis, an ancient creature called Rawhead is awakened from its slumber near an Irish village and goes on a rampage, killing everyone in sight. Uh, for a little bit more of a story, just a, a little, a, a little less brief plot synopsis. Uh, Howard Hollenbeck is taking his family on a working vacation through Ireland. Uh, he's writing a book about myths, legends, pagan rituals, uh, uh, fertility rituals. Uh, and his travels bring him to a remote village where uh, Rawhead is awakened uh, by a farmer when this farmer uh, unknowingly pries up. Well, I mean, he knows he pries up the pillar, but there's a pillar of stone on his land. He pries up this stone pillar and uh, awakens Rawhead Rex. Uh, and, and Rawhead begins terrorizing this little village. So as for the story, I mean, the story is actually pretty good. If you have, even if you haven't read the short story, uh, the film story is pretty good. You can tell that, uh, they left out some stuff. You can tell it's not like a fully fleshed out, um, story. There are some little plot holes here and there, but overall they did a good job. Uh, Clyde Barker, as I mentioned, adapted the screenplay from his short, short story. Uh, there were some things that changed, like the, the monster, Rawhead Rex, has been altered. Uh, but you can definitely tell that some stuff was left out, and there's there's more there that you're not getting. But I think that's okay. It's not like, man, I really miss the rest of that story. Because <laughs> I, for the most part, they're able to get the point across. But at the end of it, you're kind of like, mm, why did this happen exactly? And you're not really 100% sure. That's why I do recommend that after you watch the film, go read the story. It kind of explains more of what Rawhead Rex is and what he what it represents. So overall, decent story. It's more than a popcorn flick. I will say that. You know, a lot of times I say some horror films are just great little popcorn flicks. You don't have to pay a whole lot of attention to it. Uh, this one is a little more than that. It's a little more complex. But I mean, I would still enjoy a bowl of popcorn while watching it. Just saying. Uh, so yeah, definitely a decent story. Acting. Uh, the acting in this was really good. The only person I really actually recognized was David Dukes. And I've seen him. Like, he's a character actor. And I know I've seen him in a few other things. Uh, the acting actually was pretty good. There were a couple times when uh, Declan, the uh, the secondary antagonist, went a little overboard, like it just got a little cringy. But I think that might have been part of the direction. So that's that's kind of like my own complaint. My own my only complaint with the acting was there's just a few scenes where where Declan got a little a little overboard. With that said. Uh, apparently Clive Barker was not happy with the acting at all. Didn't like it. And they say, in fact, that 
that's the reason why he decided to be more hands-on with Hellraiser a couple of years later and why he decided to direct uh, so that he can have more control over all that stuff. I was, I was all right with the acting. Other than those couple of things I mentioned, I thought the acting was fine. It could have been a lot worse, but it wasn't. <laughs> I was okay with it. Cinematography is good. Like it's, it's classic cinematography. Uh, a lot of steady shots or still shots on sticks. There were a few, I think there were a few like dolly shots uh, in the church. Not a lot of shaky cam, thankfully. The only time there was like real shaky cam was when you're seeing through Rawhead's eyes, which is appropriate. But, you know, it's a classic film, so you're not going to see a lot of the uh, cinematic tricks, camera tricks that you see now, um, like complicated dolly shots or anything like that. It, they just kind of keep it simple, which I like. I enjoy that. Uh, I, I was totally happy with the cinematography. All, every, all the shots were composed well and all that stuff. So uh, no complaints there. Special effects were actually really good especially for, for an eighties film. Uh, and you know, around this time earlier, maybe from, you know, from like the seventies to the early eighties, uh, you have what they called, uh, Kensington Gore and Kensington was sort of like this company that made uh, fake blood for horror films in England. Uh, and it's always at that bright red, thick, uh, meniscus looking blood. Uh, this was not that. <laughs> this was actually pretty realistic looking. They did a good job on the gore. There was enough gore to keep you satisfied. And they didn't go overboard with it. There was one scene where I'm kind of glad they left most of that up to the imagination. Because it could have been brutal. I was kind of shocked, actually. It's funny because I saw this movie when I was a kid. I don't really remember much about it. I just remember that... It was Rawhead Rex, and I thought it was really cool. <laughs> but when I saw this one scene, I was a little shocked. But I'm, I'm kind of glad they, they left that off screen. Actually, now that I think about it, I feel like a lot of the kills were off screen. Maybe like one or two that were like on camera because, I don't know, maybe a budget. But they did it in such a great job that you don't really notice. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, well, they, they didn't show any of that because they didn't have a budget for it. You can tell. Uh, no, they did. They were really slick about it uh, and, and left stuff up the, to the imagination and then added just enough gore to, to sell the effect. And I think they did a great job. Special effects, top notch, at least for the time. Overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I've seen it twice already now within like the last couple of weeks. I watched it once just because I saw it on Shutter. I was like, oh, they have Rawhead Rex now. I'm going to watch it. So I went ahead and watched it on Shutter, and then uh, I watched it I when I decided I was going to review it. I went ahead and rewatched it, uh, which I didn't actually mind rewatching the film. You know, some films you're like you watch it once and that's it. That's it. You don't want to watch it again. This I didn't mind having to watch it a second time because I still enjoyed it. It's a repeatable film, <laughs> and if you if you have a friend who likes horror movies, or Maybe even like doesn't watch a whole lot of movies, horror movies, and you want to kind of get him into it. This is a good one to uh, invite him over, have some popcorn, uh, social distanced, of course. I mean, unless you live with him and uh, uh, watch a flick. I recommend this one. 
so I'm not going to really give it a, ra- a rating. I would just will say definitely recommend it. Go check it out. It's on Shutter. If you don't have Shutter, it's one of the best streaming horror services. It's like five bucks a month, five or six dollars. Totally worth it. They got a lot of movies, movies up there. A lot of good ones too. Not like Netflix. Still, I'm still a little salty with Netflix. With, with with that said, though, our our next review next week, our next review next week is a film on on Netflix. So yeah, Rawhead Rex, check it out on Shutter. So as for next week's movie, uh, we're going to be reviewing Ghost Lab. This is, uh, as I said, it's on Netflix. Uh, this is a Thai horror film. This was recommended to me by my friend Alex. Uh, who streams on Twitch uh, with me. I mean, not with me. We don't stream together. Probably should, though, at some point. He plays Dead by Daylight on Twitch. Um, I'll put a link to his Twitch channel in the show notes. Anyway, <laughs> it was recommended to me by Alex. Uh, it looks pretty interesting. Uh, for like the little description they have on Netflix, uh, after witnessing a haunting in their hospital, two doctors become dangerously obsessed with obtaining scientific proof that ghosts exist. Uh, so I've seen the trailer. It looks pretty spooky. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Alex said it's good. It's a good popcorn film. So we'll we'll see. We'll put that to the test. Uh, he also said that Martyrs is one of his favorite films. So that says a lot. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. For those of you who do like Martyrs, for whatever reason. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we'll be reviewing next week. Uh, if you would like to recommend a film, please hit me up on Twitter at scream underscore stream. You can send me an email to screamstreamcast at gmail.com. If you would like to subscribe to the show or listen to past episodes, you can find this podcast in every major podcast app, including Apple podcast, Google podcast, which I actually, I don't think Google podcast is a thing. We're on Spotify, pocket cast, and many more. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash screamstream and you'll see little buttons for each of those services. I'm going to try to get us on Amazon as well, on Amazon Podcasts. I got to look into that. If you would like to support the show, the best way to do that is by streaming, oh, streaming, sharing the link with all of your friends. Let them know about the show. Uh, let, them know, let them know what I do, especially if they're horror fans. Uh, if you would like to support the show monetarily, you can do that through anchor.fm slash screamstream. Uh, There's a little support button. You can do that there. Uh, So until next week, I'm James Gassing. If it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night.